This episode of Snow the Goalie, the only Flyers podcast, is brought to you by Cinch by Amerigas. Check them out at cinch.com, C-Y-N-C-H dot com. They'll deliver a full propane tank to your home for just $10 using our promo code ITSLIT5. That's I-T-S-L-I-T and the number 5. Just $10. They'll take away your old propane tank. They'll replace it with a new full propane tank for just $10 using the promo code ITSLIT5. And by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up today using the promo code CROSSINGBROAD, all one word. Take a look at their excellent promos, their excellent deals, and what sports returning now is the best time ever to sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook. And now, let's get on with the show. Hi, my name is Ali Vigneault, coach of the Flyers. Hey, I'm Travis Konechny. Hi, I'm Paul Holmgren. Hi, I'm Matt Niskanen. Hey, I'm Scott Lawton. Hi, I'm Joel Farabee. Hi, it's Derek Graham. Hi, this is Bob Clark. And you're listening to Snow the Goalie. 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 Oh, yes! Ladies and gentlemen, look, I know we recorded an episode on Tuesday. I know we did. I know that we recorded one. And I know that there's a voice in the background that's not Anthony. And it's not me. Those are kids. Don't worry about it. We released an episode late Tuesday night. We talked about everything that was going on in training camp. We talked about all the big storylines around the Flyers. And then, Anthony, out of nowhere, like an RKO out of nowhere, sitting at media availability, we get word that Chuck Fletcher is going to be joining. He's unscheduled. We don't expect Chuck Fletcher to talk to the media. And why is he coming up? Bingo, bango, bongo. The Flyers drop a press release on our head. Oscar Lindblom has been signed to a three-year deal worth $3 million per season, so a total of $9 million over three years. And we thought, you know what? Usually we don't do hype shows. We don't usually do hype podcasts. We usually don't do micro podcasts. And we'd encourage everybody, obviously, to go back and listen to the episode that we did late Tuesday night because all of the things we talked about are still relevant. But, Anthony, Oscar Lindblom, seven months removed from a cancer diagnosis, has taken down cancer, finished his treatments, signed a three-year contract, and now they're talking about him possibly traveling to Toronto and practicing with the team. Your thoughts? Well, first of all, I, I think it's, a, it's, it's an inspiring story. It's, it's great news for Oscar um, you know, to, to go through the battle that he went through in, in this short time span that he, that he did um, and uh, to be able to sign a contract that um, pays him en- enough money to really, you know, take care of him for the future. Um, that, that's, a, that's a great thing for him. That's a great thing for Oscar. Uh, it's a great move by the Flyers um, to do that for him. And I think it's, there's nothing else to really say about that other than, you know, we're all root- we, we were all rooting for him since we first found out in December. We've rooted for him through the entire treatment. We're still rooting for him. We're hoping that he can get back and play hockey uh, as soon as possible. And that day, hopefully, there will be fans in the building to be able to you know let him know just how awesome uh, of a comeback it is. Um, well, I- that said, I got more, Russ. I got more. Uh, <laughs> that said... I know that the reports are out there that you know he's going to. There's a chance he travels to the team with the team to Toronto, and he and he practices with the team as one of their 31 players in their on their roster for the playoffs. Well, we just got the transcript. Do you want me to read the quote from Chuck Fletcher? I've who, seen it, but, but go ahead. Well, you I'm can saying read, because I think that there are some people who obviously are are banned at work from 
you know, uh, getting onto certain sites. So it's possible that on their phone, this will pop up and they might actually hear this before they've seen some of the news. But Chuck Fletcher said to the media, um, on the second part of a question about will he travel to Toronto, the second part of your question, we're hopeful that Oscar will be one of our 31 players that we will bring into the bubble in Toronto. We've been working towards that. We'll see how our next few days go. That's certainly our goal. With respect to our belief in Oscar, our organization uh, believes wholeheartedly in Oscar. Our players believe in him. AV and our coaching staff believe in him. And I believe in him, so we couldn't be happier. Then there are like two or three other questions where it, it comes back. And, and, you know, they talked about negotiations. We can get into that. It doesn't really matter. But um, – it came up again where the question had been asked and um, somebody said, will Oscar be working out with the team? And he said, sure. I mean, why not? He's been cleared by his oncologist, by the medical team that worked with him and by our medical team to start resuming activities to train and to skate. He's getting stronger all the time, certainly at the right time. He's not skating now because obviously we're giving him a little bit more time at the right time. He absolutely will be able to participate in our group. Then there were follow-up questions about if he'd be able to play in games if he could. And Fletcher says, absolutely. I don't know what's out. I don't think that's out of the question. I wouldn't certainly put any limits on Oscar. We'll obviously do everything that we can to protect him. He's looking forward to restarting his life and his career. Whatever that means, we'll find out. We'll work very closely with his medical team and our medical team. We'll make the right decision for him. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think that that's, I think it's ambitious. Um, I think that it's more likely that, I mean, look, he hasn't even begun really skating yet. Um, he has to start working out. He has to start skating. He's uh, a month behind at least, if not more than the other players. And then probably have to put more precaution uh, on him to begin with um, because of his condition that he probably needs even a little bit more time. Um, I, look, if he comes back and plays this playoff I would say it has to be at the earliest, at the earliest late September. And it's probably not, and probably not even till October. So maybe conference, conference final. Conference final, I, I even think that's a long shot. I, it may be late in the conference final. Um, but I, I think that this is, he's going to be a real inspirational figure uh, for the team. That the fact that this is going to be, you know, uh, and this, Russ, I'm going to say something that was before both our times, but this is a little Willis Reed kind of thing, right? Uh, and, you know, the story there is, you know, everybody thinks Willis Reed came back, played on that, you know, on his injured leg and, and led the, the Knicks to the uh, championship in the NBA in 1972, I think it was, or whatever year that was. Um, the fact of the matter is, is Willis Reed came out of the tunnel, was in the starting lineup, and I think he played like four or five minutes and then didn't play the rest of the game. Um, the the story has you know it, it's 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 grown more legs over the years uh, than what it actually was in that moment. But in the moment, it, it inspired the Knicks, and so I I look at it as Oscar being around this team every day, working his his butt off every day, trying to get back to playing every day. Um, it, it, that shows the team that that's going to be an inspiration for the teammates and keep them going and keep them pushing and maybe even pushing a little bit harder maybe push through a minor nagging injury that, you know, so they're saying, oh, man, I, you know, I got that knee, little bit of knee pain, or oh, I got hit by a puck last night, and now yeah, should I skate? You see Oscar Lindblom out there skating, you're going to want to go out there and skate too. So I think that there is that benefit for the Flyers. I think that that's, you know, having him there brings that element, which is you're looking for any little tiny advantage edge that you can get in a playoffs. If that get you that much further or that much more of an edge, a little bit closer to where you need to be, 
then you do it. And I honestly think that, that that's where his greatest contribution is going to be for this team in this playoff run, not necessarily on the ice in actual games. You know, it, it is interesting, though, because I, you know, I know that there, there were some people on Twitter who were saying they think that this is more of a publicity stunt, in a sense, by the, the team. But if, if you think about it, like this, this kind of goes beyond that a little bit because they could have taken Oscar, I think, along, uh, along with the team as somebody who's affiliated with the team um, and, and doesn't count against their player limit. But they've, they've obviously you know, decided that it's good for him and it's good for the team for him to be on ice and, and, and training with these guys, which, you know, whether it's a long shot or not, I think, to your point, just the hope and the inspiration that it provides is huge. And by the way, like, that far extends the, you know, past the Philadelphia Flyers and, and their fans and their organization, right? Like, this is a real story for the entire hockey community, and this stands as kind of like a, a beacon of hope for those who are going through cancer treatments right now to see this guy come back and, like I said, seven months after diagnosis, finishes treatments, things are on the up and up. There was that SI article uh, where they detailed having to rebuild uh, part of a rib with Kevlar and metal meshing. Like, you think about those kinds of things and then come back to, like, how in the world does a guy get himself up to this kind of, of standard, right? And how does he get himself back and, and acclimated? The fact that they're even entertaining having him around the team is remarkable. And the fact that his oncologist cleared him, the medical professionals from, the, from you know, his camp and from the team cleared him in the midst of a global pandemic to make the trip to Toronto. That also, I think, in, you know, in a way kind of speaks to just how, how good of a job the NHL has done with their testing, that all of those medical professionals combined feel like it's safe for him to be around the team, one, and two, like traveling to the bubble as well. I, I think that kind of speaks volumes about the way that the NHL has handled this as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I you know, the, 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 we were on the on the podcast that we put out uh, the last episode. Um, it, we were criticizing the NHL for missing an opportunity, um, but there are things to give them credit for, and one of the things is, is they're going to that this is going to go off. This is going to happen. These games are going to be played. This tournament is going to happen, and the Stanley Cup is going to be awarded. Um, and you know, while while we're watching. What has what everybody assumes is you know the greatest sports league in the world in the NFL uh, continue to struggle with with what they're doing uh, with different announcements coming out every day whether it's canceling games or how they're handling um, testing and now they're saying that if there will be if fans go to the games it's a there is a mask requirement and like all all kinds of things that they can't really get themselves together you got to give the NHL credit for having a plan in place that's going to work. Um, so, yeah, so it's a cool story. And it reminds me, you know, go back, Russ, to when, um, when Mario Lemieux came back from um, uh, having his cancer and his first game back was in Philadelphia against the Flyers at the Spectrum. And here was the, one of the most hated rivals, I mean, who was booed relentlessly every time he touched the puck in Philadelphia – and he came back for that, and the crowd gave him an unbelievable standing ovation in Philadelphia. An unbelievable standing ovation. And they did it twice yeah, but, for him. But Philadelphia fans it, are horrible and thoughtless uh, and heartless, the, yada, the, yada, yada. It was one of the greatest fan moments you'll, you'll ever see in, in any sport. And, and, you know, I, I can identify several. I mean, like, I kind of thought, like, it was really cool when the, when the Boston fans with the um, – they chanted to the Sixers beat LA um, after the Sixers were beating the Celtics. I mean, 
Boston fans get a bad rap too, but there's a situation where a passionate fan base recognizes, you know, greatness when they see it and, 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 you know, and, and, and appreciates it. Right. So it's the same thing there. Um, so, I mean, it, but this is very reminiscent of that. And, and, and so, yeah, it's a, it's a big story for the entire league that Oscar's, you know, in a good enough spot to potentially travel to the bubble and, and participate, even if it's only in a small way, um, but with his team in the bubble. I will say this, Russ, because I, I do think that there's one thing that today's announcement puts out, you know, makes, there is a negative from today's announcement. It has nothing to do with Oscar Limblom. has nothing to do with Oscar Limblom. There's a negative from today's announcement. Do you know what it is? I have no idea. Oscar Limblom, seven months removed from Ewing sarcoma, diagnosis went through the hell of the treatments with his ribs re rebuilt is able to be and you know shouldn't be playing hockey again until next season at the earliest is more likely to you know it's more likely to be one of the 31 oh, players don't do, don't do it going to toronto with the flyers than nolan patrick I knew you were going to go there. Well, I mean, but I mean, it's what it is. I mean, and it's not, it's not trying to belittle Nolan's condition. I mean, it, I, I, my son has migraines. Like I, so I know what migraine, you know, what they do to people. I know, and I know how, how hard it is. I know, you know, it's tough to overcome them. I get Yeah, I think, th I think there's a way to frame what you're trying to say before people get really, you know, start, no, no, start, but when start going after you. But I, I think the way to frame it is, is like this. It's unbelievable given given well, everything no i'm gonna frame it how i'm gonna frame it i don't need you to speak for me thank you very much what i'm saying here is is that the team feels that a guy who has not skated in um seven and a half months other than that one time or one or two times he was out on the ice just kind of skating around but hasn't really skated and trained in that long okay um and who went through what he went through. This is the team's perspective, not the individual's perspective. The team felt, feels that he is a, has a better chance of being a contributor to the team's playoff push than a guy who, you know, is, is dealing with a, a migraine disorder. Um, so you know and 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 hasn't they haven't brought him back around to be around the guys they haven't flown you know Nolan Patrick in from Manitoba to be around the team and try and you know make them make everybody feel a little bit better they've kind of kept him out and away this is what i'm trying to say this is from looking at it from I a do team wonder that yeah I, I see what you're saying i i do wonder though you know the way that it was originally framed i think it was Chuck Fletcher who was the one that that talked about this a couple of days ago i do wonder how much of that was the flyers decision how much of it was nolan patrick and his camp's decision to be honest because the way the way that uh like the way that my that my 3 year old's currently screaming about n64 mario tennis in the background is i think uh the way that a lot of people on twitter reacted when it when it the announcement was initially made. We talked about this on last night's show, but like, I think that, you know, I, I see what you're saying, but I do wonder how much of it is really the team and how much of it is the player in his camp. And look, if we want to, if we want to compare, and I think you and I are on the same page with this, we have talked, and this is before the migraine disorder um, diagnosis. We talked about the fact that even going back to the NHL draft, there was a legitimate question about whether or not 
this kid had the heart and the determination to be great. And people don't like to talk about it now because of the migraine disorder. And again, this happened before the draft. This was a question that scouts had. And I know that pretty much every mock draft done by a media pundit had Nolan Patrick listed as the number one or number two overall pick, but scouts and media pundits are not the same thing. There has been a question even within the organization since drafting him if he has the drive. And maybe if you want to, to push this a little, bit for, a little bit farther, it's if there was a question or if there was a lack of desire or a lack of urgency on the part of Nolan Patrick to be around his teammates, and he ultimately was, was part of the call to not be around the team before they travel off to Toronto, maybe that's concerning. Meanwhile, Oscar Lindblom, to your point, who's battled cancer, wants to get back to you know, his, his, you know, what you consider a, a normal state of life, and he's there, and, and he's got that heart and determination to get back and the desire to be with his teammates, and we don't know because we're not in the room with Oscar Lindblom and his camp as they talk with the Flyers, and we're not with Nolan Patrick and his camp as they talk with the Flyers, but I see what you're saying. And I think that it's, it's going to continue to, it's going to continue to rear its head. And I think that we've seen it a bunch over the last week and a half on Flyers Twitter. And I think the fact that Oscar Lindblom is back uh, around the team and, and there's a chance that he ends up practicing or somehow plays with the team. You know, I, I've, I've seen it on Facebook and on Twitter and, and, the question about Nolan Patrick's heart is going to happen, whether it's fair or not, uh, and whether or not you know people are downplaying the migraine disorder or not. These two guys are now, for whatever reason, they're they're going to be linked, and they're going to be linked for for probably quite some time. And whether you think it's fair or unfair, if you're upset as you listen to this, the fact remains that these guys are going to be compared. And cancer and a migraine disorder are not in any way, shape, or form a comparable set of conditions. But there is going to be that question. It's going to happen. It doesn't mean that it's right that it happens, but there is going to be that question. So it remains to be seen what's going to happen, but I, I to some extent, do see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think this, in a lot of ways, seals his fate with, with, the, with the organization. Uh, I don't know. Look, maybe they maybe they come back and he's a restricted free agent, and maybe they say, "Hey, give, here's a one year prove it contract. Show us you can you still want to play." And and that's the kind of deal. That's the only kind of deal they'll give him. And we'll see if Nolan takes it or not. Um, or they decide to you know part ways, not not sign him, release him, you know, let it go, uh, and and you know you know, live with the fact that they made a mistake at the, at that draft. Um, obviously it, it will help <laughs> if the team does really well here in the playoffs um, to, to kind of smooth that over. If in that way, in that vein, if the flyers go ahead and win a Stanley cup or get to the final or something along those lines, it, it can help make that determination a little bit easier. They were able to do it without them to begin with. So, you know, we don't need to bring them back, but um Boy, it could it could get it could get hairy. It could get ugly if the Flyers have a quick or a quick out, um, and, and then all of a sudden that rears, rears its ugly head, like you said. And then it would be uh, it would be kind of detrimental. Um, it'd be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. But I, you know, I, I I can't 
when you look at you you have your kids in the background i got my phone in the background uh you when you when you look at the the way that this played out and there was such a rally for Lindblom. The team was rallying about him. They talk every time he was around, they talked about he's around. It makes us feel good, blah, 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 blah. It's great to see him. It's great to catch up with him. Oh, can you believe it? And now his cancer treatments are ending. This is fantastic. He's going to come to Toronto. We're signing him to a new contract. Everything is building and building and building. It's awesome. It's awesome. It's awesome. It's awesome. Nolan Patrick's condition may not have been as bad as, as, as Oscar Lindblom's condition is, obviously. I mean, Cancer is, is far more life-threatening than, than um, uh, a, a chronic migraine disorder. Um, but at the same time, you didn't see that kind of, um, you know, positive attitude from the team toward Nolan, even when he was skating, even when he was practicing, even when he gave updates and was blunt and honest about his, how he was feeling. You didn't get that same kind of positive response from his teammates, from his coaches, from the general manager. Everything's always just kind of been like, yeah, well, we'll, we'll get to Nolan when we can get to Nolan, which is a lot different. They just handle it a lot different. And so when you see the way that they take the approach with two different players who are out of the lineup and the way that they handle it, I think that can, t- that can give you a really good indicator as to what they feel about one player versus another. And I think that that's what we're getting, Russ. I think that that's what you're seeing. They love Lindblom. They want him to be a part of this organization for years to come. And I don't, I don't think that they're sold on Nolan Patrick. And it's, it's got to remember, it wasn't Chuck Fletcher's guy to begin with. You know, he, he didn't bring him in. Chuck, this is Chuck's team now. And, you know, he, he, can, he can let a, you know, he can part ways with the guy and say, yeah, it was probably a mistake, but it wasn't my mistake. Yep. Well, we started on a really positive note, and we ended with a real, a real uh, kick to the gonads for uh, for anybody who's hoping to uh, to see Nolan Patrick uh, play meaningful minutes here in the next season or so. Um, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know what a contract for him would look like. I don't know what a fair contract for him would look like. I genuinely, I think that if the Flyers tender him an offer at all, it's because they're afraid of what happens if he goes elsewhere and gets it together and lives up to that promise. I think I said this last night, but. Um, when you just talk to people that are around the team, what are some of the words they use to describe Oscar Lindblom? Glowing, always smiling, always pleasant, always selfless and, and looking for, um, you know, a, a positive interaction with everyone from teammates to, to equipment staff to whomever. You, you could go down and talk to 40 people who work around the team, and I don't know how many of them are going to say that about, about Nolan Patrick. Exactly. And maybe it's a general affect thing, but those kind of things make a difference. And those kind of things make a, a real difference uh, when you're talking about the perception of a player within an organization. And so uh, let's, let's finish it like this. We obviously want to see Nolan Patrick get back onto the ice and a healthy, a healthy Nolan Patrick at some point would be beneficial for this team. But at the same time, we should right now live in the moment and be excited about the fact that Oscar Lindblom has, after seven months, taken down cancer and has signed an extension. And that crying that you hear in the background is a three-year-old who was just told he needed to stop playing Mario Tennis because he wasn't being very nice. And I'm pretty sure that all of the Nolan Patrick stands sound just like that, listening to Anthony try to drop a little bit of... uh, a little bit of behind the scenes uh, stuff about the 
the young man. But anyway. So, you're, so, you're, so your three-year-old's not going to leave us a five-star review at the moment? I don't know. I think he still would. Um, I am now worried that our five-star uh, streak is going to come to an end and somebody's going to get really, really upset um, because of the way that you took this, but it's okay. Because in fairness, it's better that you and I talk this out and that we kind of present the way that this is going to be presented over the next year or so um, because it's, it's all over social media already. Uh, I just popped into two different Facebook groups and that maybe is like one of the hottest, uh, hottest take trending things that are going back and forth among the Facebook crowd. And I saw on Twitter already people saying, if you're going to compare their situations, uh, unfollow me kind of thing. So it's going to continue, but I choose right now to live in the positivity and to live in, in the moment of this is a great moment for a young man who's worked really hard to fight his way back. And whether or not he plays this postseason is totally irrelevant. He has done something that nobody thought was possible. And he's brought a lot of hope to people who, who could certainly use it. So with that, this is it. Uh, this was a longer micropod than I expected, but that's okay. And uh, we will be back next week with a new episode of Snow the Goalie, the only Flyers podcast, the People's Podcast, the Players Podcast, Prognosticators Podcast, PropCast, Canubacast, ProngerCast, SharpCast, the Pedialyte Podcast, the Pampers Podcast, the only Flyers podcast. Follow us on Twitter at SnowTheGoalie, at AntSanPhilly, at JoyOnBroad, Instagram at SnowTheGoalie, and Facebook.com slash SnowTheGoalie. For Anthony, at AntSanPhilly, I'm Russ, at JoyOnBroad. We will talk to you next week.